The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. In a couple of minutes here, we'll be hearing Dr. Bernard Beitman. He's the author of a book called Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen, which is a really, really well done book. I've obviously not read the whole thing, but I've read parts of it. Really, really well presented for everybody. In fact, there's a question or a comment from one of our listeners already who is reading the book and is quite impressed by it. But I want to talk with our co-host Tim Swartz about a couple of things first. So Tim, obviously in the last few episodes of the show, I lit into a couple of people there, mostly because it's not as if when you enter the UFO field of study, there's such a thing as a UFO or ufology 101. I wish there was. There was once, for example, a site called ufowatchdog.com, which had the white list, the gray list, and the black list of people in the UFO field from contactees to serious researchers. Unfortunately, the owner, Royce Myers III, who was a police officer, maybe still is, he stopped updating it. We then took it over for a year or two, and we added updates to it. I got a couple of really good writers. And then he said, you know what, can I have it back? I said, okay, fine. But he never used the updated database with the extra material. Hmm. So that's where it sits. The problem is, I'm Tim, maybe you could give me your thoughts about this, is people interested in UFOs. And there are lots of people who are involved in the field. Scientists, regular folk, journalists like myself, and people who are on the fringe, crazy or just believe things, I don't know. But somebody coming into the field, how do they separate this? Tim, what's your thought? Oh, yeah, boy. Now, there's the million-dollar question, and I wish I had a million-dollar answer to that. I mean, I think that that has been a problem with uh, trying to study this subject for a long time, is that there really is no general consensus on what is going around. I mean, you know, you said that uh, you wish that there was like, you know, UFO uh, 101. Uh, But even if something like that was being taught, say, like at a 
university level, you're still left with the bias and opinions of the people who put that program together. It's it's a quandary. It it it, it really is. And uh, you know, I think as I've said before, probably the best suggestion is that if you're interested in the subject, then do the research, but don't leave it entirely to social media posts, YouTube videos, things like that. Actually, get out, read a book, go to your library, look up a local and, and national newspaper accounts on the subjects, and just, you know, really do your research on the subject. That's, uh, you know, that that's the most important aspect that I see is, is lacking with a lot of researchers. And sometimes they pick up on stuff that's been exposed as a hoax years ago. When, when Jason Gleaves was on the show last week, he has this book out, UFOs Up Close and Personal, where he gets to the people who are in the field and says, what's your favorite case? And he reports that. Somebody said George Adamski's contact because they got interested really young. But mm-hmm. I pointed out, and Jason didn't seem aware of this, is that everything, all the major stuff about Adamski's claims of being in contact with Nordics or space people who look like humans was exposed years ago. His photos were easily duplicated by conventional means with a Chrysler hubcap, with a surgical lamp, with ping pong balls, GE bulbs, that kind of thing. Now, that doesn't mean... It's not a real thing that was duplicated by conventional means, but Adamski had nothing to support his claims. So we know Venus has a temperature of 800 degrees, so Orthon, the Venusian, couldn't live there. We know that his descriptions of traveling around the moon do not comport with what we know about the moon. The witnesses, five or six witnesses that he had, allegedly had, to his encounter recanted or said they were too far away to see anything. So the guy had nothing, not an iota of evidence to prove it. But these days, people still believe George Adamski. Not that he didn't have nice things to say about peace and brotherhood, which he'd been preaching since the 40s. But still, what can you say? Besides, the guy died in 1965. So there you go. Can't keep a good hoax down. And we have, as I said, Dr. Bernard Beitman, a psychiatrist. His book is Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. Bernard, welcome to the Paracast. And before we get started with your book and your studies and everything, have you ever covered UFOs, ever looked into it? I've definitely looked into it, but not as a major thing. I've really tried to understand how... The UFO phenomenon has taken place. Have people who who know uh, the famous Harvard psychiatrist who got involved with uh, abductions, and talk with people who are parapsychologists here at the University of Virginia, the Division of Perceptual Studies. So I've been dabbling with UFOs, trying to understand them. I've interviewed people on my podcast who do research on people who have been abducted and try to make some sense out of what their experiences have been. So I have some secondary uh, knowledge of UFOs. What was your feeling about the, I don't know if you have read the book from Carl Jung about UFOs being manifestations of a collective unconscious? Jung, like a lot of people, had 
an idea to push or several ideas that he thought were important. And the collective unconscious, which is now both collective conscious and elective unconscious, collective unconscious is something I hope we will talk about today. There is a mind of humanity. Humanity shares minds with each other in what I call the psychosphere. And we together, minds working together, can have an impact on what happens to us, through us, through the psychosphere. So Jung may have been right that at least some UFOs are projections of our unconscious need to be saved by some external force. But I don't think that's the whole story at all. I think there's more to it than that. Let's briefly cover that and then we'll get into synchronicity and coincidences. Obviously, we're talking about projections here, and there's a fellow named Greg Bishop, a UFO researcher. He refers to it as co-creation, but it's the same thing. We are all creating this phenomenon for whatever reason. But how do we separate that, if there is such a thing, from something we create with our subconscious to a possible presence of a real physical phenomenon? Or do you think there is one? Yes, I think there is one. From what I've been able to read, understand, talk with people, there's some kind of thing out there running around in our sky or flying around in our sky. That's not the only way to think about them. Projections are unconscious is, uh, is another way. And as thought energy forms that may come from another dimension becomes another possibility or even someplace else in our universe. So I look at three different possibilities, projections of our own minds, something that is palpable by our three-dimensional sensory organs, and something that's an electromagnetic, electro-thought thing, a creation of ideas from people's, some people's minds someplace else that might be a third explanation. You asked really a central question that's not only about UFOs in this way, but also about uh, coincidences. Because the fundamental lesson of meaningful coincidences, also called synchronicity and also called serendipity by others, the fundamental lesson is that Our minds are not separate from our environment. Let's continue in our next segment with Gene and Tim and Bernard. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Extendivite really works. Here's just a few testimonials from Amazon. RL, five stars. Been taking this for two months now. I feel better. Have more energy. April, my husband started taking Extendivite, and he said he feels much better and has more energy. EW, need to try. Everyone needs this for their health. Great product, great people. Josie, it works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. JC, great product, has worked well these last few years. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. What occurs to me as we talk about this is, is some external force interacting with our collective mind? to bring any of this about. Very possible. Now, some people might call that a manifestation of God, but can we take it into a spiritual sense, or is it just the mechanism of which the universe is made up? That's a lot of question you got there, Gene. It's a lot of question. First one is, uh, how do you define God? You can't. 
you have your own way of doing it. People define God in various ways, and we're, we're getting away from the idea, the term of God, unless you're of a fundamentalist religious group or a strictly religious group, where God is something that's all-powerful, omniscient, and omnipresent. One of the ideas that uh, many different religions try to do is try to know the mind of God. And how do we know the mind of God is a way of talking about how does this universe work? How does it happen to us here on Earth? The things that we see that don't fit in with what regular science tells us is real. How do we understand that? Well, we begin to think there is a greater intelligence. Are we part of some video game that some some kid, some teenager is playing on some in different astral plane someplace? Is, is this all made up But because we're in a computer of somebody else's of giant proportions? Is that what, got, what the intelligence is, or is there something else? Well, maybe you know the name Chris Bache, uh, who took LSD 73 times under controlled conditions to try to be able to expand his understanding of what the universe is made out of. And he went through many different iterations, took great notes. He, he was a professor at uh, a university at the, in, in Ohio, Youngstown State. And there is more going on here. And there is more than just a lot of love, which is key, essential to this. But there's also ideas floating around that have something to do with us here on the planet. And I'm suggesting that what you're talking about and what I'm talking about are ways of figuring out the mind of this greater intelligence. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the name in the UFO field, John Keel. John Mack is one very familiar to me. Yeah, the late Dr. Mack. But John Keel was a UFO researcher who became prominent in the 60s and 70s. He also wrote the Mothman Prophecies, which was made into the movie loosely, very loosely based on that. Very loose, yeah. yeah. It didn't work for me. And, of, of course, the men in black became part of his lexicon. And if you recall the movies, Men in Black, based on a graphic comic book, by the way, the names of the original two Men in Black were J and K for John Keel. He never profited from it. Anyway, he Mm. talked about ultra-terrestrials, which sounds to me like a massive universal consciousness. Does that sound like the same thing to you? No, it sounds like the people who are from a higher level of a consciousness and in some other domain. Terrestrials sound like they still have feet on some kind of ground. So this would take you, what, into a multiverse concept? No, it would take me into different dimensions in this universe or just different different consciousnesses within this universe. And I try to be able to get to the idea of consciousness, which I think you are touching on. Are you? Yes, I am, yes. Okay, just so we're clear about that. A lot of people don't know what God means, except for their own definition, or what definition they're told, or what consciousness is. It becomes yet harder to understand. How do you define consciousness? I think to me it'd be an awareness. I'm a conscious being because I'm aware of things going on, whether internally or externally. So I would yes. say I'm, I have a consciousness. That's, that's my manifestation of it. Obviously, we can define it more, more intricately, which is what you're here for. Well, no, I don't 
I don't define it more intricately. I start with your definition that you are aware of yourself and you are aware that you are aware. That's key. You are aware that you are aware. Okay, I'll go with that. What do you think about that? I can dig that, sure. Okay. Well, that level of awareness of being aware that you're aware because you just said you were can lead us into an awareness of a greater mind that I am calling now the psychosphere, that it's like our Earth's mental atmosphere. It's like the regular atmosphere, but it's our mental atmosphere. Just as we breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, we absorb information and energy from the psychosphere, and we put out energy and information into the psychosphere. And our minds, whether we know it or not, are collectively involved in this psychosphere which is what Jung was starting to talk about with the collective unconscious. But there's kind of a collective consciousness. How does that sound to you? So far, so good. But that also leads me to think, does this planet have its own consciousness? I said, oh, def- that's yes, please do think that way. And how would you elaborate on that? Well, I'll leave you. Of course, they name it Gaia. They name it Gaia. Uh, yes. And some some people say, well, maybe we ought to put a male name on there, too, uh, because uh, it's both male and female, this planet of ours. But we can start with with Gaia, that Gaia has con- the Gaia has consciousness, that there is Earth consciousness. Now, what is Earth consciousness? It's made up of the consciousnesses of Earth itself, whatever we mean by that, and the human awarenesses that you're talking about, but also animals and plants are conscious beings. Uh, I That's my experience. Is that yours? Certainly there have been manifestations of that, yes. Could you give me an example so I can build on that? You mean like the carrots making a noise when you cut them? <laughs> it's more than just like uh, the cutting itself. Well, tell us. You're the expert. I'm not an expert. I am a guy that's that's mapped out a certain territory in this thing. And we are all intended to be experts. You have a talent. I have a talent. Uh, we are trying to be able to use our talents for the betterment of humanity. And we need to be able to share our information and be able to find a way that we can work together in what I call the collective human organism. So that, Gene, you have your way of helping, I have my way of helping, and that we find a way to help reduce the collective human organism's destruction of this habitat of ours. Well, that's also the big problem we have here. So many people live in different universes in terms of just simple, basic communication about simple, basic facts. You have to spend half your time, and I do this in debating on the Paracast forums, explaining reasonable assumptions about things that we have to accept as factual, and then they come from different universes. Now, maybe I'm in the wrong universe, I don't know where they are, but that's also an issue. We've got Bernard and Gene and Tim, you're in the Paracast. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. In the 1800s, there were 160 spas set up in Europe to dispense fresh liquid whey. The sick would recover their health and the age would become rejuvenated. There's only one whey protein powder on the market that can generate and surpass the results seen in the whey spas in Europe. But first, let me tell you the story of 90-year-old Mary, who was semi-bedridden and in hospice care. Mary had been consuming only a pea protein and pasteurized milk drink. Then Mary was put on to Green Meadow Whey mixed with raw milk. She was given two to three whey drinks per day. On the very first day, Mary was up and came into the kitchen and made chicken soup. She was on her feet for many hours. Three days later, Mary had gained two and a half pounds of healthy weight. Green Meadow Way is health-giving to both young and old. Green Meadow Way is guaranteed to make you feel better, stronger, reduce your inflammation, and eliminate virtually all toxins from your body without feeling sick. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. USA Radio News. I'm Tony Marusso reporting. Ian, now a post-tropical cyclone, was moving further inland Friday night after pummeling South Carolina with fierce winds and a destructive storm surge, less than two days after killing at least 45 people in Florida and leaving behind an apocalyptic path of destruction. The storm made its second landfall in the U.S. near Georgetown, South Carolina, Friday afternoon as a Category 1 hurricane. As Hurricane Eben ravaged coastal towns in southwest Florida, residents in Northport, Florida, thought they might be safe. They might escape the wrath of the storm. They had no beach and lived outside areas under evacuation orders, but then the water started coming in. Since Ian's passage, water levels have gone up significantly, turning roads into canals, reaching mailboxes, flooding SUVs and trucks, and blocking the main access to an interstate highway and leaving families trapped in their waterlogged homes. This is USA Radio News. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. What kind of help does the IRS have for identity theft victims? If you suspect you're a victim of tax-related identity theft, 
Go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn how to prevent potential refund fraud and protect your tax account. At the IRS, combating tax-related identity theft is a top priority, and we are committed to prevention, detection, and assisting victims. And we're working with law enforcement to catch the criminals. For more info, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn what the IRS is doing to help protect you. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Bernard, you're talking about an idealized human consciousness in sync with Mother Earth, in sync with the universe, trying to do the best we can. But obviously, in the real world in which we live, assuming it's real and not a simulation, we have people running in totally different directions, not all of which are beneficial. Yeah, I am very interested in how you, Gene, think about how you help people change their minds to acknowledge what you are fairly certain is more real, more true than what they think. How do you how do you do that? This show. When you have those uh, forums that you talk about, and people say, bah, 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 and you say, well, I'm not sure, maybe you can consider this. Is that what you do? It is indeed, because we have obviously a lot of people from around the world participate. Forums are not as popular as they used to be. These huh. days, it's the social networks. It's Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all those places. So they don't really come and participate, although we see spurts of action. And then we talk about the things that interest us. So that's how I do it. Yeah, let's have Tim's comment. Well, you know, that's just it. Um, I tend not to try to convince anybody else about my own opinion on things because I tend not to have opinions on things. I try to keep an open mind and and not develop a belief system. So because of that, I try not to pass that on to other people. I, I tend to try to draw people more into conversations uh, to find out how they think and then hopefully they'll try to draw me in and find out how I think. Yes. Find out how they think first and, and rather than telling them how to think mm-hmm. is is fundamental to the way I also think about. Let me start. Let me go back to what we started with, with synchronicity and meaningful coincidences. Uh, I think, Gene, you mentioned you you don't have you don't have experiences that you remember of meaningful coincidences. Is it, did I hear that right? I didn't necessarily say that. I've had situations where things happen that appear coincidental or things that seem to be in sync with things I expect or hope for. But again, that could be just random. And of course, you remember the stuff that impacts you and the 97,000 other things that you thought about don't happen. You don't want to remember them. Well, that's that's what I was, I was hoping to hear how you thought. And, and uh, Tim, how about you? about meaningful coincidences. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a subject that I've always been interested in for a lot of years and have always kind of kept my eye open um, for them, though 
mine tend to be rather mundane and and generally you know it's like, it's like you said it's because I'm you know I, I'm looking for them but I get a lot of where I'll be sitting and reading and say my wife is watching television and at the exact same time I'm reading say a certain word or at times a certain collection of words the same words are then repeated on the television yeah you know, I get I get that a lot, but then again, I've I've had some that have been profoundly life altering. Yeah, that's what. Uh, if you ask me, I would say the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what my research shows. And to to just mention the research because you touched on it, uh, I put together something called the Weird Coincidence Survey which at first was an attempt to see, well, do these things really happen out there and to how and what are the frequencies? So we went through a standard statistical method of like culling uh, ideas we'd read, uh, I'd, ex- our own experiences, and made a list and sent it out so we could, uh, we could do what you're supposed to do, which is make the survey valid and reliable, which we did according to the s- statisticians that we work with. And the, we found that the, one of the most common coincidences uh, is I think of an idea and hear or see it on the radio, TV, or Internet, as you just described. One of my favorites is like thinking about working on something and then seeing a, the weird word or weird idea in a book I'm reading. Uh, so that's, I, I get a kick out of those. They make me laugh, and it's just part of the way it works. And some of the other more common ones uh, I think of someone only to have that person unexpectedly contact me. You must have had that happen with your each of yourselves. And I think of a question only to have it answered by an external source. That, I, I like that one because they can be very helpful. And these are common, meaningful coincidences. And sometimes there are these very big ones that you mentioned. But I'm trying to do something like perhaps you are doing is increase people's awareness that is the kind of awareness we're talking about of the existence of meaningful coincidences and they're not unlike the the ufo idea because meaningful coincidences are often connections between mental events and external events or objective events that other people can pay attention to and notice and say they happened. So this connection between mind and environment, mind and context, mind and objective reality is something that tells us that our minds are not independent of our environment. But that a lot of people don't like that idea. They want to think that they are independent, separate islands unto themselves with that have some relationships, but that their minds are their own. And that's evidence is showing us in little ways and big ways that isn't the case. So I work out from the to expand from individual experiences, kind of the way you guys were talking about it, find out how you think, and then expand out into greater consciousness, greater awareness, which I'm talking about right now, as the psychosphere. And the psychosphere, I suggest to you, is a hologram or a fractal or a representation of our greater consciousness in which we are also emerged. Let me hit you with a couple of things that happened to me. Number one, fairly normal. I'm watching a TV show or a movie, and I can put words in the mouth of the next actor. And it comes close to matching 
what they say. Now, part of it is I once took a course in script writing and actually wrote with my son one movie script that obviously is not produced. Otherwise, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be you know, wallowing in cash now. But seriously, I can anticipate or say what they're going to say. Now, it may be because the dialogue is cliched. And it's obvious of all the things they will respond, this is what they'll say, especially a particular type of TV show, like a police procedural, like a Law and Order or FBI or something like that. You know what they're going to say. Let me pause for a minute. That's an excellent analysis because some people just say, oh, it's, it's weird and it happened. It must be something else. That's an excellent analysis. Start with the reality base that might be contributing to the coincidence. Thank you. Well, in this particular case, like I said, these shows, you know, how many basic plots are there for drama? Eight or something like that. And these are all variations on the theme. They keep these shows lasting for years and years. Law and Order SVU is 24 years old. Wow. And, And how do you keep a show alive and fresh and getting pretty decent ratings for 24 years? And, you know, sometimes what they do, of course, is change the seats. They have different actors leave, different actors take over, and that's another way. Or the lead player will get a promotion to a different position, and that also does it. Or they'll have her adopt a child, and that becomes part of the show plot. Or a couple of the people in the show will hook up together, you know, which gets to be a little ridiculous. There's a TV show called Chicago PD, where two of the couples are paired off. And you think in the real world, in a police environment, would they actually involve or allow people who work together every day to be going together? That sounds kind of unlikely, but this is drama and this is TV. we got more to come with Bernard. And Gene and Tim, you're in... The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R O C K O I D S dot com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Did you know that you could easily be saving up to 90% on your taxes by simply making a phone call? That's right. The Fortune 500, the globalists, all the big billionaires and millionaires, they know about the loopholes written into the law where most of them pay almost zero tax. In fact, many of them pay no tax. You even see it on the news. How are they able to do that? But the common person can't. So whether you're a school teacher, a lawyer, a scientist, a millionaire, a billionaire, or whether you're just a regular blue-collar worker, everybody should learn about the legal, lawful loopholes. And we've got an organization and a group that I am so proud to be working with, American Tax Solutions. GCN has a special deal with them to get you the best rates. And here's the most important part. They save you money and then get part of the savings. This is an absolute win-win solution. You've got to give them a call at 855-907-4841 or GCN Tax Cut. That's GCNTaxCut.com. The only way you miss out is not making the phone call. Make it now. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Now, from what I said so far, I don't think there's anything strange about it. But let me move on to the more weird thing. The weird thing is, this goes back to around 1970, 71. And in my early days of radio, I experienced what everybody experienced. You move from one station to another. They decide they want to hire their nephew, so you're fired. They decide they want to do something else or save money, so you're fired. I'm between jobs in a place called Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm getting unemployment. Now, obviously, that's not going to last forever. And my former wife was working, but of course it wasn't enough to keep us going. That and the unemployment, we kind of sort of survived. And then I'm looking for a job, not knowing that the program director of the station was double-crossing me for no reason that I can imagine, other than resenting the fact that the station's insurance goes up if someone claims unemployment, to give me a bad reference. That's it. Why give a bad reference? Get rid of the guy. Get him off unemployment. 
So instead, they give me a bad reference. I didn't learn this until I'm almost out of unemployment. So I changed my resume, get this guy off it. The day I ran out of unemployment pay, the last day I got a new job. The last day. Finished that, started a new job. Otherwise, I would be in a real pickle. Yes. One of the conditions that increases meaningful coincidences, and one of the most common ones is being in the right place at the right time, and you were, and that is when you're going through a major life stressor. And losing a job is a major life stressor. Increase, increases high, increases emotion, increases need. And those three elements come together and make stuff like that happen. So the force of my agony over being out of work and worrying about how I'm going to pay the bills and how I'm going to pay the rent created a situation where the problem was solved? I would bet you a nickel you were also looking around. I applied everywhere. And the thing is here is that until I learned that the program director was giving me a bad reference, I was naive to think, well, I'm just not lucky. After I realized that fact by having a friend call him for a reference, I began to suspect something's going on. That I realized what happened. And within a couple of weeks, I had that job on the day my unemployment ran out. Gene, that's a common story. At the right time, at the right place. And you were looking around, but you really needed it right then. Uh, I've got a story of a guy that decided, yes, he would go to the wedding of his ex-girlfriend. He didn't want to go, but he thought he should. Blah, blah, blah. So he conveniently missed the ceremony. He was out of a job. He didn't even try and like you to find, find one and wasn't able to. It was an academic kind of thing that he was looking for. And so he arrives late for the dinner. There's one seat left in the dinner area. He sits down and does the important thing of starts a conversation with somebody next to him. That guy's looking for somebody with just his talent and with just his ability. And they'd been looking around for quite a while. And he got a job. He got what he was looking for. Has it happened to you, Tim? Well, the, the the closest that I could come situation like that was uh, not too long after our, I was out of college. Um, I was playing a game with friends, which involved um, asking questions, date specific questions that you then you know, you had like uh, um, um, tile little pieces of tile that had say like the uh, the the days uh, days of the month and then the months and you put them in a bag you ask your question and you pull out a month and then you pull out a day and my question is or was when am i going to get my first job out of college and i pulled out august 10th and on august 10th i was called by a television station and hired on the spot and this was like you know uh, several weeks after we had played that game. Uh, you will see stories like this in my book uh, called Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. And one of the most interesting ones involved Winston Churchill, very much like 
what you just described, Tim. Tim. It was like Winston was not a good student when he was in like high school or our kind of high school. He was not a good student. And they uh, had to like read about all the uh, different countries that they were studying in this class. And they were going to be asked to write about one of them in the final examination. And there were, I don't know, many different countries, maybe 40 or 50. And Winston put all the names of the different possible uh, countries they'd have to write about in a hat. And you can guess the idea. Stirred the hat up and came out with New Zealand. And that's exactly what he had to write about. And that was a big help for him to become prime minister because they might have flunked him out and never gotten the next step. Wow, that's now that's that's a good story. <laughs> it's not a, it's not unlike yours. It's a, these yeah. are these it works. This thing works this way, and my job is to be able to get laughs like you you just had. <laughs> Thank you for that, because a laugh is a laugh of yes enjoyment and recognition. There's something here that we're all a part of. We're all part of something that. Meaningful coincidences, as I try to suggest for the Coincidence Project, of which I am the president and founder, the purpose of the Coincidence Project is to illuminate the invisible currents that connect and unite us. And coincidences like these show us how we are connected with each other and with our environment. Well, I think as you pointed out, you know, a lot of people think that they're they're individuals. They're alone in the, you know they're alone in the universe. They're you know we're 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 trapped in our bodies, our minds. You know, we can only communicate through physical processes. Yet, I get the impression from uh, what you're saying and from what I've read in the book that there's a possibility that we actually all share thoughts at a very deep level. You betcha. <laughs> and let me give you a few examples of that, because uh, there is something called simultaneous independent discoveries, of which a, a paper was written in the 1920s, about like 150 of them, where two different researchers in different parts of the world who didn't connect with each, hadn't connected with each other in any way that anybody could find, came up with the same idea around the same time. Uh, the, some of my, my favorite ones uh, include uh, the story of March 12, 1951, in which... Two cartoon, two different cartoonists presented two different cartoon comic book characters to England and then and also in the United States, and those two characters in each of those countries were each called Dennis the Menace, and each Dennis the Menace had a dog that was part of the troublemaking. Now they weren't. The same personality that Dennis in England was uh, a deliberate bad boy troublemaker, while the Dennis in the United States was just a guy who stumbled and bumbled with his dog, who also stumbled and bumbled into trouble. But they both had dogs who caused trouble, and they both had the same name. So people looked up to try to study whether these the two cartoonists had like had contact with each other, and they didn't. 
They hadn't. We are we share a group mind. Uh, this another example that's hit more closely to home for me has to do with what happened with me and my father uh, in 1973. I was standing over a sink in San Francisco uh, at 11 p.m., uncontrollably choking. I couldn't stop from choking. Something was in my throat. The next day, my brother called me and told me that our father had died at 2 a.m. in Wilmington, Delaware, which was the same time as I was choking at the sink. In San Francisco, 3,000 miles away, a similar experience. So I try to figure out, does this happen? If it happened to me, I think it's probably happening to other people. And my research and research of uh, other people has shown that feeling the pain of a loved one at a distance is a not uncommon experience. It happens. You know what's going to happen is I'm going to respond with a couple of comments of my own. That reflect that with Bernard and Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Bernard, you know what hit me when you were talking about that, and you you can continue afterwards. 
Please. are some strange things that happened to me in terms of coincidences and everything. 1988, September 9th. It's my birthday. At 4 p.m., I get a phone call from my oldest nephew, Jeffrey. My dad died that day on my birthday. But the night before, he called me. And normally we talk on the phone for like a minute. We'll see you this weekend, have dinner, whatever. This time he spends like five, ten minutes talking to me. This is the longest conversation I've had with him, just the two of us alone in years. He wants to know I'm okay. He -hmm. wants to be reassured that I'm okay. And then, of course, what, less than 24 hours later, he dies on my birthday. What do I make from that? You first make from that that when I do these podcasts and talk to people outside of them, too, but especially during these podcasts, coincidences take place. Coincidences of all kinds. My father died at 2 a.m. on February 27th, which is my birthday. Aha. Aha. So what do we make out of the two coincidences? I call this a meta coincidence that we're talking about, where I told one story about a coincidence and you tell me another one. And now we're talking about the pair of the coincidences together. What did it mean to you, Gene? that he died on your birthday? It's something that I only half considered at the time. It was like, what a day to die. Why my birthday? What a downer. But then again, the conversation I had with my dad the night before yeah, was really, really strange, unusual. The feeling is he knew. He knew. His time was short. Yeah. And it wasn't something where he had a serious illness. He had some heart problems. He was somewhat overweight, and that overweight condition, I think, didn't help him. He was just shy of his 79th birthday. He was playing cards with friends at a senior citizen center. He was independent. He was living at an apartment with his second wife. And suddenly he just has a heart attack and dies. I mean, if you're going to go quickly, that's pretty quick. So in that sense, I thought... You know, this was a life well lived. In 1988, he lived to a ripe old age, although I'm not that much younger than he was then. So I thought, really, that I wasn't super sad of his passing because of the fact that he was healthy and happy until the end. What more can you say? Now, now compare that to another case I'll tell you about. My brother-in-law, Stephen... Now, Stephen and I have had some uncertain relationships because I want to get into the issue deeply. He was my brother-in-law. There were some money issues that he caused. We won't go into those. A lot of people online know what's going on. They've made a horror show of it. But in the meantime, he gets serious cancer, pancreatic cancer. And to a lot of people, that's fatal. Unless you catch it on time, there's a slight chance you'll recover. He Mm -hmm. wasn't one of those people. The last few months of his life, he had lost a lot of weight. You would not recognize him. He was a skeleton of his former self. He was having delusions, trouble concentrating. He died five minutes after midnight, the day after my birthday in 2014. (laughs) Now, I don't think I was that close with this guy. 
But of all the days he can pick to die, five minutes after my birthday ended? Hmm. Hmm. Was he in the same time zone as you? Yeah, about 30 miles away. Let's go back to your father and my father. And this one uh, we can do a little, maybe a little later. But what it meant to me, my father was 64, so he was not uh, the ripe old age of your father. But that wasn't really what got me. I thought that he died to get away from my mother, which doesn't sound pleasant. But she was a difficult woman, and he was committed to being married to her. So that was the way I thought about his, his death. He got away from her finally. But what it meant to me that he died on my birthday was he was saying to me, remember me. Remember me. And I have, because I've written about this story of his with me in my books, and I, and I tell the story. It's a way of honoring the memory of my father. And it's funny uh, how much you believe in, in uh, other spirits walking around out there in the psychosphere. Finally, his father, Ludwig, got into my head the other day and said, hey, not just Carl, he was my son, but I had to like give, I get him born, too, and take him along, too. So some pace of attention to me, too, was what I got from Ludwig. And I didn't ask for this, but it came in. So uh, Ludwig died when I was young, and uh, he was very important when I was like an infant. Uh, and Ludwig for me, was very important, and I was very important for Ludwig because I was the first son of the first son of the first son of the first son, and I have a, a son, and he's got a son, and uh, in the in the, our Jewish heritage, that was an important lineage to be able to do. So my father was asking me, I thought, to remember him, and what happened is, as you know, people in Judaism, Jewish people, often have. Um, tombstone unveilings within the year of the death. So I went to tombstone unveiling in Wilmington, Delaware, and on the plane back, assigned seats, um, and we didn't, we just got assigned seats back then, you didn't pick them, on American Airlines, uh, I meet a woman uh, who's Jewish, and we get married, and we have two sons. So I was able to continue the, the lineage that my father started, and I thought, that that was a marriage made in heaven because we met up in the sky and my father had something to do with it. Those are the meanings I have for his death. So up in the sky, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's a marriage. <laughs> yes. And let me get back to where we got to, where we're getting to about the shared mind idea, because that I'm so glad you guys bring that up that we share thoughts together, and the Dennis the Menace is one. So I called this experience with my father and me simulpathity. That is, pathos meaning feeling or pain, and simul being around the same time, simulpathity, feeling the pain of a loved one at a distance. So I thought, oh, I'm such a genius, I came up with this word myself, uh, but I'll look around on the Internet and see if anybody else come up with it. In 2014, nobody had. In 2016, I what? There's a simulpathity here thing? And it's a name of a movie, a little short movie some guy did. So somehow I contact him on Facebook and I said, have you ever heard of me? Because I've written a little bit about simulpathity, but my book hadn't been out yet, my first one. He said, no, I never heard of you. I said, well, 
It's very interesting that you came up with simulpathity because I looked at your video, the little movie you did, and it's just about experiencing the pain of a loved one at a distance. So this guy came up with the idea that I had started earlier and did a little movie about it. And to me, that suggests somehow we are feeding off of each other's minds. And there's plenty of other stories like that. Well, I can give you other stories about strange things. I've been married twice. Still friendly with the first wife. She's actually been on the Paracast. We used to edit a paranormal magazine together. So I still Good hear for from both her. of lives... you. Good for Mazel Tov. Good for both of you. Thank you. For you. She wasn't Jewish, but uh, we'll, we'll forgive her for that. That's All right. okay for you. Mm. Okay. And I... the kids. And the kids. It's great. It's one kid that's from the second wife, but we'll go into that oh. later. Never. All right. Sorry so about that. that's okay. You're forgiven. But seriously speaking, let me give you the story of how I met the woman I married both times. The first time, she was, what, 13, I was 15 or 16. Ah. And I wrote a letter to the editor of a comic book called Forbidden Worlds. <laughs> I forget. And she sees the letter. And she writes to me, care of the magazine. And the magazine was decent enough to send that letter on to me. Wow. This is the early 60s now we're talking about. Ah. Okay. Ah. And we'll talk more about that story with Bernard, Tim, and Gene. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of market markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813813. 813813. 
I'm about to give you a life-changing URL that if you will simply visit it and give these tax consultants a call, it will change your life. Whether you're a blue-collar worker or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a millionaire, almost no one out there is taking advantage of legal, lawful tax loopholes. Go to GCNTaxCut.com. That takes you right to American Tax Solutions, and they will give you an amazing preview of what they can do for you. GCNTaxCut.com. GCNTaxCut.com. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So she becomes a pen pal. She's living in Alabama, near Birmingham. I'm living in Brooklyn, New York. And we communicate for years and years, exchanging our innermost thoughts. I finally met her after I was 18 when I was giving a UFO lecture in Atlanta, flew over, met her, had met her parents who looked at me because I was a New York Jew as some kind of strange creature who during the day must sleep in a coffin. (laughs) Actually, my late mother-in-law said that some people thought that Jews slept in coffins during the day. We're talking about weird, weird folks. Anyway, so we got married. I was 21. She was 18. The marriage lasted, you know, less than 10 years. But a couple of years before we separated, you know, we had both, of course, tried psychedelics. And she has a mild dose of something that didn't do anything for the rest of us. But she started laughing and giggling as if she had entered for this period of several hours a totally different world, a totally different reality, which influenced a lot of her thought and attitudes after that event. So we talk about contact with the universal consciousness. There's something we can talk about. Wife number two. Number two. Wife number two. I joined a dating service in New York. 
And this is not computerized. This is like 1976. And I get a handwritten list with 10 names and phone numbers on it. She is the last person on the list. She and I have a conversation. And it just went on for like a half hour or so, just going on and on. And then we describe ourselves. And she said, you know, you're kind of maybe too tall for me. You're 6'2". I'm, she said five foot one. It's actually a little under five feet. And with, of course, she wore tall shoes. And I said, well, you know, my brother, his wife is no taller than you. And he's the same size as me. So that height shouldn't make a difference. And so we got together. And then we got together. And we got together. And we got married that year. And we're still around. So that worked out. The point being here in both cases, kind of strange. First, the comic book and the pen pals. The second, the last entry on that list from a dating service, which I could have ignored. How did you end up picking that one? Well, I called all 10 people. I called all 10, but when I got to her, the others, you know, no connection. This one, we made a connection right away. The, the background of both stories, uh, with the comic book and with the list, is that both of you were into the comic book for that experience, or the, or the comic book, she didn't read that comic book, but the comic book people, for some reason, decided to send your letter to her. No, she was a reader of the comic book, too. She wrote to the magazine trying to get a letter to me, and they forwarded it to me. And were you reading the magazine? You did say you were reading it, I think. Yes, I was. The two of you, the fact that the two of you were reading this weird magazine is uh, the, base, the, the basis for uh, the connection between the two of you. You, you had to each be doing that. And then, you know, sometimes we get these thirds, this, these people that are we know, know who somehow do something really nice for us, kind of save our lives sometimes. The comic book people somehow decided that they would send a letter on. So the two of you were there, but they had to make the connection. You got there on your own individual initiative, and the comic book people put you together. Then you were both, uh, for the second wife, you were both on the same dating service. And that is what got you both together, too, be including your thoroughness. So there's a background to each one of them that allows it to happen. That's all I wanted to make clear. Okay, by the way, the comic book is called Forbidden Worlds. And it won a 1964 Alley Award for Best Regularly Published Fantasy Comic. It published 145 issues between July and August 1951 to August 1967. So that's Forbidden World. So we were both into science fiction, horror films, and UFOs and psychic phenomena. And, and now there's a, a paras there's a parapsychology dating service. I've Which heard of that, yes. <laughs> you, were, you were doing that and kind of with the help of the comic book. It's fun to right. have people who think along the same lines as we do. I do not know the name of the person who forwarded that letter. But look, I made a lifelong friend. What can you say? You did. And, and what's the third story? <laughs> when, how do you look at those two stories, meeting these two women? Well, I think in both cases, I'm not the kind of person who date a lot. 
You know, I'm the nerd, the classic nerd. So if I was going to meet the right girl, the right woman, these were the ways it would happen as pen pals. In fact, most of my best friends on the planet I met as pen pals. The second was I was trying dating services because I really didn't want to go out to these clubs because I didn't drink. I didn't dance. It was a waste of time. This way I could sit quietly in my own home and find someone that I might make a connection with. So, you know, in each case, there was a reason in terms of my personality why I fell into these environments. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd, I'd add that you had a need, uh, and you, you at least had a need, and you were looking for maybe some connection with the second one and maybe even with the first one. Uh, you were driven to look, and that's so important part of helping coincidences happen. Well, the point being here, you don't just sit back and let it happen. You have yes, to sir. be a participant. Yes. You have to be a and, participant. And my favorite way of saying that is the dog that trots about binds the bone. Speaking of dogs, Woof. we talk about coincidence. Our dog, he's a 10 half year old Bichon that we got from a rescue center, by the way, and I'll publicize them. Bichon Fur... F-U-R-Kids.com or org. You'll have to check that out. They find rescue Bichons and find new families for them. Now, I recommend this place because, you know, this guy has been really great to have around. He anticipates me doing things before I do them, even though I do them at different times. Like you think, well, he anticipates he's going to be fed. But I am thinking about it, and he does not get fed the same time every day. But at the point where I'm thinking about doing it, there he is. So things like that, he knows I'm going to do something. Or I take him out real early in the morning for his early morning walk. And I'll explain that in a moment with Bernard. And Gene and Tim, you're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. 
USA Radio News. I'm Tony Marusso reporting. There are moments in history that appear as critical to the world as they are terrifying. Just this century alone, the 9-11 attacks in 2001, the U.S. shock and awe war on Saddam Hussein's Iraq two years later, the coronavirus pandemic in 2020 killed millions and upended life, and most recently, the February 24th invasion of Ukraine by Russia, bringing ruinous war back to Europe. Florida's coastal city of Venice is in ruins. Since Hurricane Ian hit, Venice's roads are now rivers. Many homes are now destroyed, and waterlogged cars and debris have littered the streets. Venice Municipal Mobile Home Park President Sonny Favolaro returned Saturday to find his community in shambles. He tells us he's shocked when people refuse to leave. People don't heed the warning. I don't know why, but, you know, they're lucky to be alive. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Do you experience fatigue when you know you should have energy? One reason fatigue can occur is due to a lack of antioxidants in the body. This deficiency happens the older we get or due to eating an unhealthy diet or even due to exercise. Your body's number one antioxidant is glutathione. When your cells are depleted of glutathione, you will be fatigued, inflamed, possibly depressed, and may also feel pain. Empirical results indicate that consuming green metal whey protein powder is the most effective means of increasing glutathione production. Green metal whey supplies nature's richest source of the precursor to making glutathione within the trillions of cells of your body. This protein strongly supports the cell's ability to make glutathione. Add to this that Green Meadow Way also supports immunity, energy, lean muscle development, fat loss, and has anti-cancer properties, and you have nature's most complete and strongest superfood. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We're being analyzed by Dr. Beitman about our various issues with synchronicity, coincidences, and etc., and, and the I'm book is here. Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. It just came out uh, September 6th. That's around what we're talking about. And let me, let me mention a parallel story about a dog. They know stuff. They can communicate with us. And that's what your dog was doing with you. Read, you could read you. I was saying uh, goodbye to a friend of mine who was about to get married. Then in a week or two, and uh, I looked at one of his dogs, and I, I said, uh, are you going to carry the bridal bouquet to the dog? 
<laughs> and my friend says, yes, she is. And it was as if I got the idea from looking into the dog's mind. It was more than just thinking it might be logical because uh, he's got a daughter who could have done that as well. There is communication. Uh, I can tell you stories of me running around with bugs, uh, swarms of bugs. Like I was, I, I don't know if you you remember something called Yankee Stadium and Phil Rizzuto. You ever hear of that guy? He was a he was an announcer for the for the Yankees for many years after playing shortstop for them. And I was talking to this guy who was a kid in the Bronx, uh, a suburb of New York City, and the kid and his friend would go to Yankee Stadium because it was just a ball field down the street. And they went in to ask Phil Rizzuto for an autograph, and Phil Rizzuto said, get out of here, kid. He remembers that vividly. The other announcer did sign it. So I'm walking along and these along the river near my house, and uh, a bunch of a swarm of bugs is kind of like bugging me. They're hanging around my face, and I'm thinking great thoughts. So I say, "Get out of here!" I'm thinking great thoughts to the bugs, and like in some cartoon show, they disappear and don't come back. They heard me. Well, insects obviously have a way of communicating with one another. They so do. I am and, not at all surprised. By the way, I grew up in Brooklyn. And I uh, remember... So you, you were so far away from the Bronx, you don't know where it was, probably. No, no, no. I took the subway all the time. I grew up in the subways. I rode uh-huh. the subways and the buses. Part of the reason being that my father was employed by the New York transit system. He, he <laughs> retired as an executive for planning and scheduling for the surface division, which is the buses. So, yeah... I grew up on the subways, so certainly that's what I did. That's how I traveled. I didn't learn how to drive or need to learn how to drive until I was working at a radio station in the South. And I couldn't afford to take a cab every day to work. So finally, I woke up one day and said, this is stupid. I will learn how to drive and buy a car, which may have been the biggest mistake of all. But, (laughs) you know, I'm still driving. All right, let's talk about the dog. One more dog story. And this one, he sensed me like you wouldn't believe. So on August 1st, I went to a nearby hospital to treat an aneurysm in my right leg. The story behind that's long and everything not worth mentioning. But the surgery was pretty serious. I had three blood transfusions during this surgery. So the effects it caused were real serious. During the time I was in the hospital... Teddy bear, normally a very active, playful dog, hides under the bed. We have a bed with a very high frame on legs. And he stays under the bed, and he won't come out, and he won't eat, and he's just really, really down. Again, I'm being treated for this condition. My wife, I always thought, was the main owner of the dog. In other words, he looked up to her faster than me. Me, he was inclined to protest and bark. Her, Mm -hmm. she says something, he listens. But in this particular case, I'm being treated. He's under the bed. Over the next few weeks, I get home and I'm using what they call a wound vac, which you may know what that is. Yeah, I do. Sure. It was connected to my groin. Wore it for four weeks. Horrible experience. Imagine driving with this stupid appliance. Okay. So during that period, of course, my leg is recovering. And he starts limping (laughs) on one of his legs for for a week or two. As I've recovered, and this is the kind of surgery where even now I'm maybe at 80% of my normal level. 
at this particular point in time. As I was recovering, he got better and better. Now he's just about his usual self. But his attitude and his level of health appear to mirror mine. His appetite, his diet. As I was recovering, he recovered. So he lit into me and my attitude and he followed it in his canine way. And I've told my son that if you want your dog not to be sick so much, take care of yourself better. So what do you think of that? Can you generalize from what happened with same thing with my son and with you and your dog? I always thought dogs sense things that we can't. Yes. And that's very obvious. Also, I would call this sympathy pains. We took him to the vet twice. The first time I mentioned what was going on, I mentioned the hospitalization. They said, okay, he's fine. Don't worry about it. We had a second opinion. The second opinion, at which point he had almost completely recovered, they said same thing. But the first time he was still kind of semi out of it, the first vet. And when he got into the veterinary office with the technician and the doctor, he was his wacky, playful self in there. He almost put on a show for them. Look, I'm okay. As soon as we got him back home, he reverted to this problem. He understood what was going on really well. And I got a bit more of an impression about his intuitiveness and his intelligence after all this. And what are you saying then about how that might relate to what my book is trying to do? Well, you know, he is, to me, he is in touch with something. He's definitely in touch with something. That's how he's able to do this. And that's true with animals in general. He's in touch with something that we can sense, but he senses it. You can call it ESP, psychic powers, whatever. He senses something. Maybe he taps into a consciousness. Maybe he reads my mind. I don't know. But animals have these abilities. In fact, one thing I had heard and talked about over the years is the fact that when we're born, we have a lot of capabilities, but our educational system and our parents destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I'm trying to do is bring to the general public as much as possible the idea of something greater going on around us. I got quite um, angry at the school system, and I went to good schools. I went to I went to Yale. I, I was a resident at Stanford. Uh, I went to Swarthmore College, where uh, they taught us to be able to think critically. However, they weren't telling us what was going on around here, and, and I wanted to know the nature of reality. And the experience with my father, I had an experience with my dog, where we both got where I got lost, looking for him, and he was lost, and we ran into each other. It was quite accidental. It was serendipity for sure. And I needed that dog. I was eight or nine. And that that and my father's story are the ones that have driven me to say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's more going on here than they're telling us. And the psychosphere and our strong interconnections among and between us are part of what I am learning. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we had a more direct way of communicating with our pets? 
especially if they are so closely entwined to our lives. And we see them, oh, okay, walk the dog and feed him and play with him, and that's it. But there's a lot more going on, and they sense it and we don't. And wouldn't it be nice if we could sense it too? Number one, we'd be closer to our pets. We'd understand why they feel this way. And imagine that this little creature is so intertwined with your life, cares so much about you that it will react this way. We're going to react in a different way with these announcements. We have Bernard and Jean and Tim. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Americans have the most colorful language in the world. And that vibrant language is our basis for thinking in big ways, new ways, efficient ways, and better ways. Americans have freedom of speech. The pairing of our colorful language and freedom of speech has made us the people and the nation that we are today. Imagine what it would be like not having the freedom to speak our minds, communicate our thoughts and ideas, and hear those from others. Americans have a passion for and yearn for the truth. There are those who want to destroy our freedom and right to hear the truth. The truth is under attack. GCN is under attack. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to free speech. Would you like to join us? please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. Please help us bring you the truth. 
24 hours per day. I'm Vincent Finelli. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need 25000 50000 or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Tim, do you have any animal stories to relate to us? You know, just listening to this conversation and and what you said just before the break, Gene, is that wouldn't it be nice if we had, you know, a a better way to communicate with our furry friends. That's what Dr. Beitman's been saying, basically, is that we do because we all share the same thoughts We just don't realize that probably your dog is thinking along the same way as you are. And I think that, you know, maybe just having a closer, deeper look at how you're thinking will give you a better understanding of what your dog is thinking. And not just your dog, but everybody else around you. Yes. Yes. Remember the story about my asking the dog if uh, that. And it was a female. Are you were they going to carry the flowers? Are you going to be the flower girl for this? And that dog sent a message to me that I picked up. That dog had sent a message to me. The dogs can only bark and make other noises. They can't speak. We have that ability to speak. And that's quite an advancement evolutionarily. But they have telepathic and nonverbal ways of communicating as well as variations in their growling and barking and other things and their movement. They are trying to communicate with our minds as well. That's what that flower girl story has told me. I've been able to communicate with telepathy with trees. Trees have given me good advice about what to do, and it comes in like a thought from someplace outside of me. And I continue to interact with them. And in a particular set of trees likes me to sing to them. And they have certain songs that they like me to sing to them. How do I know? Because I get a feeling and a thought from them. And this, Gene, you ask a question, how do we separate our own projections from what's outside of us? And that, that is a vital question for us to be addressing. And I have had to do that with the trees. And one way I did that was when the trees were talking to me, I said, I really don't believe this. I think I'm making this up myself. I thought this. I didn't say it out loud. You're making this up myself. And they said, well, what do you believe more, that this woman at dance likes you a lot or you're talking to us? I said, I believe you're talking to me. (laughs) That was easier to believe than she liked me a lot. 
that was a comparison they did. And then another time, they blasted me with a thought that said, get that red head here. And somebody at dance who would look at them as more beautiful objects, because she's an artist and very visual. When I was in the forest with them, I would like get a feeling with them, but then I would think a lot of thoughts. And they got tired of me just using them to think thoughts. So they wanted her to come up there to like look at them and say how beautiful they were. So they said, get that red head here. And I just walked down the pathway just a little bit. And I run into a, a pair of fungi that are the same color as her hair right then. And so that was the coincidence that I hear a voice that is like bang inside my skull and then see a fungus that has colors of her hairs. So I said, okay, there's still something going on here. And there's more going on with me in the trees. And there are other people who can experience communication with trees as well. We just have to know that these trees and other plants are contributing to the psychosphere, our mental atmosphere. We are all part of the same mind, but I'd rather not say outside of our atmosphere because Gene and Tim, it's complicated enough down here, especially when we get UFOs coming into the psychosphere and we're experiencing them. What's going on and what's with Ludwig, my grandfather, talking to me? How is all that working? That's complicated enough, and that's where I want us to be able to focus in the future on the study of meaningful coincidences. But I'm wondering here just what a woman would think if you tell her, her hair reminds me of this fungus. (laughs) I made up a song that has that in there, and I sung the song to her. It was a beautiful, romantic-y kind of thing. She did. She really wasn't particularly interested in me romantically, but it was a tender, sweet moment when uh, she heard that the color of the fungus was the color of her hair and the inside of the co- fungus was the color of her mind. That touched her. Uh, talk People with play. the animals and talk with the fungus. I want to know about talking with trees, though, Okay. Because that one, to me, to be blunt, sounds kind of wacky, except if you're watching Lord of the Rings or something with her. How do you talk to a tree? How do you know that you're actually communicating with this thing? Well, that's the same question you asked right from the beginning, Gene. How do we know it's not my projections, and how, and how, do, we, and how do we know it's something out there? That's true of many of the UFO experiences. That's what Jung needed to have some clarification about. So how do you know? Well, we need more science in answering the question. Science is not going to go after the question that I'm talking about, that we're talking about here with trees. They're beginning to look at the sensitivity and sentience, the consciousness of plants. They're beginning to look at them. Plants do some really strange things uh, compared to what we think they're going to do. So science is looking at plants and their interactions, looking at trees and how there is a world, a wood wide web through which trees communicate with each other. It's underneath the ground. It's very similar to our own brain. It's got a lot of little areas and connections and little ways that they communicate with each other. There's fungi down there that help get 
nutrients from the ground up into the tree, and the fungi get uh, sugar from the trees to help them keep functioning. And so the trees are a massive ecosystem that is much more unified than it appears when you're just looking at one tree. But how do you know, how do I know when I'm communicating with a tree and a tree is communicating with me? How do I know I'm communicating with anybody? If a tree tells me to connect two people who are dear friends of mine who don't know each other before the end of the month, and I do it, and the two of them really become close friends and one helps the other in ways that I never could have, that's an operational answer to the question. I didn't think of it. I was there to hear it or at least record it, and I was there to act on it. But it still felt like somebody talking to me without saying the words out loud. I have to start with myself. And I've been curious about how to answer this question. I cannot convince you of this. You have to have your own experience. Remember, if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him, because you have to have the experience yourself. I'm only telling you that I am one of many people who are able to communicate with trees. Well, it reminds me of um, a commune that uh, in the 70s that uh, moved to, I think it was Ireland, and they named themselves, I think it was Findhorn, and they moved to this certain location because the leader of this group said that he was communicating with, you know, the nature spirits, the elementals in that area, and they told him to come there and that they would be able to grow fantastic crops as long as they listened to the advice of the elementals and the crops that they were growing. And they were given suggestions on how to fertilize the soil that seemed to be completely uh, uh, different than what should be applied in you know normal uh, uh, agricultural reasonings and they grew fantastic crops i mean award-winning crops for a number of of years so i mean what you were talking about you know communicating with the trees reminds me of that and that produced results you know i mean proven results thank you for bringing that up that is a parallel story to what i'm describing and also a woman in south africa uh, i interviewed on my podcast uh, has had similar experiences and done research on the capacity of humans and plants to interact with each other well also that also reminds me you know going back briefly to uh, you and gene's uh, conversations about uh, um, uh, dogs and pets i mean there was uh, dr rupert um, sheldrake's books uh, uh, uh what was it uh, um dogs who know when their masters are coming home yes and uh, i mean a lot of what dr sheldrake has has written about not only in that book seems to be uh, uh, fairly similar to your idea of the oh i'm like psychosphere is that <laughs> is that the right word we'll have the right words and more with gene bernard and tim you're in the paracast Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Tim's referring to the psychosphere. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's the word I use. Uh, Rupert Sheldrake uses morphic fields uh, yeah. in which morphic resonance takes place. And the morphic fields he's talking about are, are quite consistent with my views of the psychosphere. The morphic fields, for me, is a subset of what's in the psychosphere that once, let's say, a plant or an animal learns a particular capacity then it becomes easier for animals or plants in that same group to learn that capacity as well. So nature has a memory, is what he's saying. And it does. And perhaps you've gotten into the Akashic Record, uh, which is a memory of human, usually human, but I don't think it's just human, uh, experiences on this planet. And, and Rupert Sheldrake is getting in that direction with uh, the morphic fields. These are... These are ways of talking about, and I hope to be able to reach the UFO idea because I'm working up towards that, but I need to have this lattice work of a background and a basis of weird stuff happening right here on Earth. For example, you're hearing a guy who is talking with trees. Well, what's weirder? UFOs are talking with trees. Well, to Gene, the UFOs are not as weird as me talking to trees, I would guess. I think it's weird. It can be weird. What it's what's your level of weirdness? UFOs, there's something to it. There's something to being able to communicate with trees and Finhorn 
it certainly illustrates that and other researchers have illustrated that same idea so why can't it be something that we consider well, i think anybody who's a gardener knows very well that the plants communicate with you and you know those who claim that they don't haven't been listening <laughs> haven't been listening very right. good they haven't been listening mm. right on but that that brings us though to the point about meaningful coincidences is are they meaningful if you're not listening you're implying already this if a tree falls in the forest does it make a noise if nobody's right. there and i'm saying that uh, if you got a, a machine that picks it up picks up the sound well i think that makes a sound does a coincidence happen and nobody notices it well it depends on who the noticing person is there's a coincidence that is ev evident to every person on this planet and most of us don't think of it as a coincidence but i do and that is that the sun and the moon are 93 million miles apart but from where we stand, and that's the crucial part of it, from where we stand, they look to be exactly the same size. What a coincidence, or is that really a coincidence? And we begin to wonder, how did that happen? Especially since the moon probably broke off as a piece of the Earth or several pieces of the Earth, maybe four billion years ago. And it has been gradually moving from uh, the surface of the Earth where it started into its current position. And humanity hasn't been around with consciousness for very long. So while we are conscious at the time that humanity is conscious, the moon and the sun appear to be the same size. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Why are we seeing that? What, what is it? Does it tell us anything? Well, as you can tell, I'm very interested in seeing the meaning of some coincidences and the meaning for me of that coincidence of sun and moon is that we should pay attention to coincidences on this planet. Gene and I had a, a, a mutual friend uh, who, who passed away last year by the name of uh, uh, Timothy Green Beckley, and, and Tim was fascinated by this subject and often talked about the, the many uh, uh, coincidences and serendipity and uh, synchronicities that happened in his life, he often wanted to uh, collect them and, and write a book about them, but he was always frustrated because he could never come up with a rhyme or reason that he could use to you know have like a main thesis uh, for his books and i had often told him i said well you know you're you're kind of looking at them wrong you're, you're you're trying to take all of them and turn them into one big explanation when you probably should be looking at each one and when it happened and and that sort of thing excellent excellent uh yes the, when you look at explanations a lot of people do just what you you you, you say tim it's like what what car this thing one one thing causes a coincidence and the two favorite ones are probability or randomness uh as gene was talking about earlier or mentioned earlier a random it's all random there's a zillion things happening all the time some of it's got to be weird and that's the answer for that on the other end is god god and coincidences are god's way of remaining anonymous you've you heard that uh 
So it's God doing it on the one end, and it's randomness on the other hand. They both can't be right. Uh, they both can't be right. The trouble with both of those explanations is that they suggest that you, Gene, that you, Tim, have nothing to do with making the coincidence happen. It's either random, just happens. It's either God, and it's already faded because God just decided it and you had nothing to do with it. My point as a psychiatrist is to try to be able to suggest that each of us has some responsibility for creating coincidences. The, the way that Gene just did the comic books, for example, you have to be doing something. The dog that trots about finds the bone. You have to be doing something. And there's a range of ways in which we are responsible. I'm not saying it's always just personal responsibility. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that randomness is part of it. But just as I have to deal with people, I'm a psychiatrist, work in, in psychotherapy, I have to deal with people uh, who have problems, and the Freudian view was it's all your mother usually. My mother did influence me, but that's not the only influence I had on making who I am personality-wise. And the way people talk about randomness is it does it all. It has a contribution, just like my mother has a contribution. And mystery is part of the fun of this. We're trying to figure out how this thing works. What's going on around here? And I'm suggesting the psychosphere is a way of understanding a lot of these weird things. And in between are many parapsychological phenomena, psychokinesis, clairvoyance, telepathy. These are all ways in which other things that science doesn't play attention to yet, but we know have some influence on creating meaningful coincidences. So the range I am suggesting of explanation is random. There's always a probability of something happening that's weird, hard to figure out often. There's often a mystery, not always, but often. And then there's the guy in between, each of us has something to do, has made some contribution, and there's a range of potential contributions that each person makes to making a coincidence happen. And as you're implying, and as what I've found out, is a lot of people don't like just one answer. They only want one answer. They want to have just one answer. I'll say it again. They just only want one answer, one solution. And no, ladies and gentlemen, the world doesn't work that way. There are multiple vectors, multiple influences on the things we experience, including meaningful coincidences. People are always looking, though, for that that easy way, that easy way out. Things have to be black or white. There's no gray in between and are, are frustrated by, you know, like like you said, that, uh, you know, there's there's never just one answer. Yes. And people don't like that gray. And one of the things that I mentioned in my book is the usefulness, the uses of meaningful coincidences, not just describing them, but the usefulness of them. And one of the usefulnesses is that they exercise the mind. The mind needs exercise just as the body does. If you just leave it alone, it's going to like deteriorate like the body. So the mind needs exercise. And meaningful coincidences that don't have just one answer for yourself, it's not, you're not thinking. Meaningful coincidences increase curiosity they stimulate curiosity 
Let's simulate this, folks. Bernard, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The podcast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com first we decide where we want to go then we need to know the best way to get there hi my name's adam barada i'm the owner of advantage gold we're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country we teach people how to own physical gold and silver now we've won the best of TrustLink award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. GCN's policy is open forum avoiding censorship. Defense costs for words spoken outside of our control supersede the ability to deliver voices to this important talk platform. The First Amendment is the foundation of our core values. Cancel culture is silencing voices regardless of perspective. Freedom to speak is in the balance. Support the legitimacy of speech itself. Consider donating to SaveGCN.com. That's SaveGCN.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. 
The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, you're basically saying, Bernard, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. (laughs) Well... A body is a terrible thing to not do anything with, too. Same idea. <laughs> I think we need to exercise our minds. And one of the ways to do that is with the curiosity that comes into our consciousness, hopefully, and the curiosity about how this thing works. And not only about how it works, there are two meanings to the meaning in meaningful coincidences, two, two different definitions. One meaning is what we're talking about here is uh, explanation. And we talk about the meaning, like, what does this mean, that explanation? But also, what does it mean to me? That's why I was asking about what it meant, it meant to Gene about his father dying on his birthday. And I told you what it meant to me, because coincidences bring meaning to the universe. They make us start thinking about what else is going on around here. And Chris Bache, who did the 73 LSD experiences, finds meaning all over the place. And what do we mean by meaning? Well, we don't know what we mean by meaning quite. But we can find meaning and we can see it in experiences of meaningful coincidences. The meaningful coincidences is a coincidence that has meaning. On the other side of that are people who see coincidence and say, oh, that's just a coincidence, or that's a mere coincidence. It's really nothing we need to pay attention to. On the other hand, other people say that's an amazing coincidence or a meaningful coincidence. And on that side of it, there's something to explore about what it means to you and what it means about the way the world works. Is there anything one can do to control any of this or does it just happen? It doesn't just happen. I'm trying to be able to say that it doesn't just happen. It isn't just random. Random is it just does happen or God is just it does happen. I'm trying to say that. It doesn't just happen. The first thing that it takes is what I'm trying to be able to say to you is that you have to believe that they exist and are useful, that coincidences may be important. If you don't believe that, then I'm not talking to the right people. If you think there might be something to believe might be true here, then you're more likely to see them. People have observed other people's coincidences where the person experiences it doesn't see it as anything meaningful, but the observer sees it as something meaningful. The first thing is to be able to believe they might be there. The kind of work that you guys do is about belief. And you know very well these days, it's not just seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. And the first step in helping a coincidence happen in your life is believing that they happen. And the next step is to believe that they might be useful or interesting to you. 
without that belief and interest, you're not going to see them until something, and it happens too, someone smashes you in the face with a coincidence. One happens to you that's really surprising, like suddenly you quit a job and you get a job. That's what, wow, I mean, that's cool. But to me, to some people, that's just happened. It doesn't mean anything except that's really cool and I'm really glad about it. To other people, it's like, I wonder why this happened. I wonder what the variables are. And I wonder if there's something I might do to be able to increase the likelihood of these. The second question is, you can increase the likelihood by thinking that they might be there. You have to also be able to be able to compare patterns, something in your mind with something outside your mind. You have to be alert to them during periods of time of high emotion, life stressors, and need, because then they're more likely to happen. Imagining things and moving about, imagining what you want, what you'd like to see, and moving where there might be some bones to feed you is another part of it to keep moving around. But there are mysteries here, and sometimes they get dropped in on us, and that's, those are the fun ones to try to figure out. Well, certainly something that you could not have anticipated is really yeah. strange. You know, I couldn't yes. have anticipated my dad would die on my birthday after having a lengthy conversation with him on the phone the night before. It's nothing I wished for. There are times I wish and hope for things like getting the job on the day my unemployment ran out. That really was lucky, I think, because if what I wanted to happen happened, I'd have had a job six months earlier. Okay. It's a question there is maybe I didn't believe it enough. But if I was able to follow through with my beliefs and something happened to fulfill that belief, as I said, it would have happened months earlier. It was really, really agonizing to have to wait that long and be placed in a position where I don't know which way is up. I'm desperate. Maybe the desperation did it. The desperation helps it make happen. And looking around is what you also did. So the key here is if you want really positive things, it's the power of positive thinking and doing. Let me say it helps. It's not, I can't give you a single answer to any of this. I just can't do it. But the idea that you have a belief that there may be a way out of this circumstance allows you to be able to see the way out rather than not see it. I'll give you an example of that from a researcher who did research on luck. And what is luck? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation, ready for it. Uh, but you got to be looking around first. You have to have some kind of uh, intelligence to notice it. And the study he did took place in a coffee shop uh, in England. And the idea was to get some people who thought they were lucky and other people who thought they weren't lucky. And they put some uh, 20-pound note on the floor of the coffee shop and also had a businessman sitting by himself somewhere near that money. The people who thought they were lucky saw the money, picked it up, and somehow found their way to the businessman to find a little possibility of having some job or some money coming in in some other way. The people who thought they weren't lucky didn't see, do, didn't see the money and didn't go over to the businessman. The idea that you are positively thinking that this is a dire situation, but you begin to say that there is a way out of here, I'm going to keep looking for it. Sometimes there isn't. I mean, I know there isn't. But sometimes there is a place, a pathway out, a pathway that is hidden, 
it's like the Aborigines in uh, Australia. They know that they can find water out there in the outback where it's so dry. And they know the little signs that tell them, here is the water. They know where to go, look and how to look. You have to practice being able to find the way out in the context in which you're operating. We have a question from one of our uh, listeners on the forum. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Kana Karras, and uh, he says, uh, "Have you? Uh, uh, have, he's just started reading this excellent book, and my question to the author is, are there meaningful coincidences always for the good of those involved? Is Thank there you. A, Thank is you. there Thank a darker you. negative side to it? Thank you. Just keep reading. Okay, we'll have the answer to that comment. In our next segment with Gene Bernard and Tim, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're like most Americans, you're pretty much in disbelief with what's going on in the world. As we all know, global problems are having local consequences. Too many of them. And if the peanut butter really hits the fan, are you ready? Grocery store supply chains are only as strong as their weakest link. Don't wait for them to break. Now's the time to secure emergency food for everyone in your family. My Patriot Supply is America's largest preparedness company. Our specially packaged and delicious food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage. It'll be there when you need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and pick up several emergency food kits. There are a dozen different sizes that average over 2,000 calories per day. Our food kits will ship quickly and discreetly to your door. Having food storage in your home beats government food lines hands down. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today and prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com USA Radio News. I'm Tony Marusso reporting. Russia said on Saturday its troops had abandoned the key bastion of Lyman in occupied eastern Ukraine, a stinging defeat that prompted a close ally, President Vladimir Putin, to call for the possible use of low-grade nuclear weapons. The announcement came just a day after Putin proclaimed the annexation of four Ukrainian regions at a ceremony that was condemned by Kiev and the West as an illegitimate farce. Jeff Stanker, a resident of Naples, Florida, showed CNN his apartment and what's left of his belongings after it was flooded with more than three feet of water in about 30 minutes. Outside the apartment, his furniture, including his dining room set, vanity, drawers, and even his great-grandmother's rocking chair were piled up. More penguins have died from avian flu at the colony at Cape Town's Boulders Beach, a popular tourist attraction and an important breeding site in South Africa, raising concerns for the species and for other seabirds. This is USA Radio News. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill M.D. discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special 
DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com, or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So a positive comment from one of our forum members. Bernard, what's your response? The question is, are always coincidence always positive? And the answer is no. There's there's rare there's few things that are rarely positive. As you get Further into the book, you'll see uh, a chapter that addresses uh, coincidences that may not be so wonderful. And it gets complicated. I mean, sometimes a coincidence is wonderful at first and then turns out to be awful later. And sometimes it's bad at first and turns out to be great later. I may have said that reverse them. And sometimes it's bad for one person and good for another person. I can give you some examples of those. One of my favorites is like uh, this friend of mine was at a conference in London and struck up a romance uh, with a young woman. And the two of them hung around for that first day of the conference. They had dinner together the night before. They were together during the presentations. and It was great. But toward the end of the of that day, things started looking a little not so good for them. They're both getting a little tired. But the next day, they show up at the conference again, and they're both wearing the same colors all black except for little white so he says boy this this means that uh, you know something going on with us and she says no it's a funeral she was not interested so there there was a coincidence good for one or thought he was good for one and not good for the other person but one of the most i don't know memorable one of these for for me was involving elizabeth targ who was a physician and a researcher who did work with distant healing, with prayer and distant healing. Did this in the 90s with uh, AIDS patients. And uh, there was a control group and uh, an active treatment group. The active treatment group uh, seemed to get better, did get better by the standards they were using, than the control group that did not receive the prayer. She was able to get a grant from federal government to then do another study on distant healing and um, other methods for healing 
glioblastoma. Glioblastoma is a very active, very virulent uh, form of brain cancer. It uh, metastasizes quickly. And as they were beginning the study, Elizabeth Targ was diagnosed with a glioblastoma. It's hard to find the good in that coincidence, that here she was studying something that she got, and then all her uh, ideas about how to help people did not help her. And it's a sad one, but it illustrates that not all coincidences are wonderful. Maybe she opened the wrong door in her research, but then it could be one of those things. Sometimes that happens, too, where the thing that you dread the most or something totally out of left field hits you. And you wonder, gee, if we've got all this power with our universe, why does this thing happen? Are you suggesting, and I thought I heard that, and what you, what you, what you said there, Gene, was that, that maybe thinking about glioblastoma increased the likelihood of her getting about it. I certainly don't know. I'm just wondering here how unfortunate that was, that but, researching something that's not a nice thing to happen to people, and that person gets that disease. I think you were onto something with what I thought you were implying. I thought maybe she knew she was going to get the disease before it became uh, obvious uh, to the physicians who examined her. Therefore, she, knowing this, began to do her research. Yeah, without knowing that she knew it. Yeah, that's my guess. I don't know for sure. That raises the topic here that goes back to the death of my father. Do you think we know? I don't mean if you're really sick. And they tell you you have a few days left, and then you know. In a situation like this, where there is no overt indication of imminent death, that you know before this happens that the life is going to end. Gene, you just gave us an example with your father. He talked with you for five or ten minutes longer than he ever did. He maybe, like Elizabeth Targ, knew something about what was going to happen to him. That's what I thought. I just wonder here if that's a common scenario. It is. Uh, and, and there are stories of uh, people going to their physicians saying, I've got a cancer here. And they do, the, they do the, some of the studies. They know you don't. Look further. They look further, and the person's got the disease that the person thought she had. Well, then I would wonder, then, if you have the power to know you have a disease, do you have the power to deal with it and get rid of that disease? There are lots of stories of, quote, spontaneous healing, uh, and Andrew Weil uh, wrote about that a long time ago. Uh, there seem to be ways of healing oneself that are not standard traditional medical ways of dealing with them. And there's plenty of stories uh, of people getting better in some kind of strange way. A lot of it has to do with diet and exercise and how you think about yourself and relationships, and that that. Those are basics that uh, anyone I would agree with. But then other things like energy healing and uh, certain herbs, uh, they're, they're, they haven't been studied in a scientific way, but some people intuitively know what the best thing for somebody else to do is. That There's a lot more for us to know about the human body functioning. But this, as we're ending this, I really want to emphasize the need for the, the global human body, the collective human organism, is harming itself right now by destroying its habitat. And so if we can apply some of the thinking we're talking about here about to the 
collective human organism, we're all the better. So I very much appreciate your questions because they may generalize to the collective human organism. And by the way, we expect to have Bernard with us for the After the Paracast podcast because there are so many things we want to ask him. And as you see, we're just really just barely getting started, I think, in focusing on any of this stuff. Now, the other question I have here in terms of a universal consciousness, do you have the power to affect somebody else's experiences? Not, you know, in a physical way where you shoot them, they're dead, or you take away something, or you give them a present, or you say hello and make them feel better. I mean, you have the power to affect other people in ways without directly communicating what you want to do. Uh, I mentioned Elizabeth Targ's initial research with AIDS patients where they did prayer and the people didn't know that they were being prayed for. Uh, it was, it was, that's part of the blind. So they didn't know that there were other people trying to influence them. You know about voodoo things. Well, uh, Dean Radin, uh, who I imagine you've had on your show, uh, is, uh, has researched uh, voodoo. But he didn't want people to die or get some major illness. Uh, he wanted to make them feel better. So they got dolls that were made uh, in, the, uh, of the, in the likeness of the person they were trying to influence. And I forget whether the person knew this or not. And then they, they did some kind of uh, uh, energy um, influence on that person. And they didn't see anything. Um, but they were, ta- they, were, they were measuring galvanic skin responses, and they saw major changes in galvanic skin responses uh, in people who were having this energy sent at them, which suggested, yes, the body does respond, but maybe not in the way we thought, that, thought it might. So we do have the ability to influence others. I'm pretty convinced that, um, that there are toxic relationships people have with each other um, that they're in the same space, and that's not quite the same thing. But one person can influence the the, the health of the other person uh, in both negative and positive ways. There, these are things that are we still need to keep exploring. Well, without mentioning a certain person in Russia, I bet there are people around the world who profoundly wish they can influence his health negatively. And I don't want to say anything nasty about any person, but you get the picture. Uh, the picture is there, and unfortunately, the people I'm talking to are are psychics uh, in that, and they're trying to like heal him. Well, uh, there's an old saying in psychotherapy: How many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, and the answer to that one is one, but the light bulb has to want to change. We're going to continue with <laughs> Bernard and Gene and Tim. And you never know what's going to happen next unless we foresee it. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. 
With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. My name is Stephen Hewer. In 1976, when I was 15 years of age, I was poisoned from two mercury dental fillings. The mercury came off these fillings in such high amounts that I went from having excellent health to having chronic constipation and candida overgrowth. I could barely eat any food for four years, which resulted in adrenal exhaustion by the age of 20. Despite years of diet experimentation, juice fasting, and intestinal cleansing, it was not until I took certain prescription sulfur amino acids that I healed my eliminatory function and eliminated my candida overgrowth. Later, it was not until I began to consume Green Meadow Way that I eliminated my mercury burden 100%. Had Green Meadow Way existed in 1976, I could have healed my gut and body decades earlier. Green Meadow Way supplies a very high concentration of the sulfur amino acids needed to fuel glutathione production. Glutathione removes mercury and virtually all other toxins from the body. Set your body free from the burden of heavy metals and environmental toxins with Green Meadow Way. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net or call 888-988-332. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Amazon customer, five stars. Honestly, this stuff works. Nick, easy to take capsules. For those who can't handle the liquid drops, easy to take Extendivite capsules do the same job. Karoka Fam, works great. Like Extendivite very much. Seems to work as advertised. Thanks. Arlene, five stars. Love this product, Extendivite. Terry W., five stars. Can't say enough. Great product. Freya, five stars. I just ordered another. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extend This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
What can we foresee? Well, we can foresee that Bernard Beitman will be back with After the Paracast. He's author of Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. And it's not just a dense book for professionals. It's a book that everybody could sit down and read and learn a lot of things about our world. Like, for example, there are no coincidences. Why are there no coincidences? I did a Psychology Today post on that very subject. When people say there, there are no coincidences, it means that they are referring to the definition of coincidence, which is two, usually two elements, two different actions, two different events that do not appear to be related to each other, coming together in a surprising and unexplained way. Well, once you have an explanation for a coincidence, it's not a coincidence anymore. You have an explanation. The coincidences have been ways in which humanity has explored our reality. So when you find an explanation, for example, if uh, if Tim and I are wandering through the through a jungle someplace uh, many millennia ago, and we're looking for some game, some animal that we can like eat uh, after we destroy the animal, kill the animal, uh, but we don't know quite what we're looking for. And we see, one of us and the other one sees a mark on a tree. It's kind of strange. And then walk, we walk a little bit further and we see a particular animal. And then we notice a couple of different times that that mark on the tree then is also correlated with later seeing that same kind of animal. So a coincidence of a mark in a tree and seeing the animal begin to be a causal thing. The animal probably made that, was rubbing his head or something against the tree and made this mark. So what was once just a coincidence became explained. The animal was doing it. So it was no longer a coincidence when you saw the mark. When people have singular explanations for coincidence, there's no coincidence. It's, if it's God, there's no coincidence. God did it. That's the explanation. So there's no coincidence. If it's random is what you believe, oh, it's all random. There's a zillion things that happen all the time. It's just random. So it's random causes the coincidence or God causes the coincidence. Therefore, there are no coincidences. My view is, yeah, as I mentioned, random has something to do with this. Mystery has something to do with this. But we have something to do with it. And also clues to how reality works, both for individual human beings and their connections with the planet and with each other, as well as how reality outside of us works, like how the moon and the sun happen to be right where they are, they look like the same size uh, when we're able to notice it. These are questions we can try to ask. Science is not about rigid beliefs, Although that's what we have with science now, the materialistic science that is getting some slam and some people are paying attention to it. But there's still a very rigid way of thinking about the way reality works in the current scientific materialistic way of thinking. But outside of that, uh, there may be something else. And the coincidences help us see what that something else might be. Before we let you go, how about some more insights into the human GPS? A human GPS and a better name might be 
inner GPS. That is, we all have the capacity to get where we need to be without knowing how we get there. That's finding jobs and that's finding people. That's all kinds of things. But for me, the beginning of that and the seed of uh, the book you guys are looking at was my dog, Snapper. I mentioned him earlier, but I came home one day when I was eight or nine. He wasn't in the front yard where he usually is. I asked my mother who was standing in the front door and I said, hey, Ma, where's, where's Snapper? And she said, I don't know. Uh, why don't you go to the police station and ask them? To this day, I don't know why she said that. So I got back on my bike and went back to the elementary school and got to the big road, which I, I knew the police station was on the other side. Uh, this was in Shaker Heights, Ohio, uh, outside of Cleveland. And I figured out how to go across the road and park my bike at the, on the sidewalk in front of the police station, climbed up some stairs and then under the walkway and some more stairs. And then there was this big door. And then I got the door open and somehow I got in and there was this big desk and sitting behind the big desk was a big man. And I said, have you seen my dog? And uh, he said, sorry, son. No, I got, went down the stairs, got back down on my bike, but I was like crying a lot. I was desperate for my dog. He was my best friend. Uh, we'd go out in the forest and near our house, and he'd hunt for turtles that were out in the woods. And I'd hear him, <laughs> and he'd have a turtle, and I'd bring the turtle home and put the turtle in the backyard, and the turtles got away underneath the fence. But that was part of the fun that he and I had, walking around in the forest doing stuff. So I really needed him. He was my best friend. He listened to me. So as I was biking on the big road, not going across it, but just going on my big on the big road, I started seeing a dog coming towards me. And that dog was walking the way Snapper walked. I said, could that be Snapper? And the closer he got, the more I could see that it was Snapper. So he jumped up on my leg. And you know, talking about dog communication, he was happy to see me, I could tell. He was happy to see me, but it was also a part of him that said, what took you so long? So we went home. Now, he took four different turns to get to the spot where I ran into him. I just took one. And, oh, well, two. We had to get across the big road. So he did four, I did two, and we run, up, we run into each other, and... That's human GPS, and that's why I call it inner GPS, because he and I were linked, and we wanted to be together. And that link got us together. We were both lost. And when you're lost, which is very similar to having uh, your life being disrupted, like not having a job, for example, when you're lost, you're more likely to be open to weird stuff happening like meaningful coincidences. Hey, Bernard, tell our listeners they want to know more of what you do. Where can they check you out? Thank you. My book is Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Serendipity and Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. You can get it at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and any place you buy books online. But please go to your local bookstore. Uh, I much prefer that to be a purchase if you're going to do that. 
You can look at my website, which is coincider.com. C-O-N-I-C-I-D-E-R, coincidence like. Uh, coincider is someone who experiences coincidence. Coincider.com is my website. I have a Psychology Today blog, and I have a podcast, each of which is called Connecting with Coincidence. So you can get to my podcast and my Psychology Today blog by putting Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser, or you can just put in Bernard Beitman, and you'll come up with a lot of stuff, B-E-I-T-M-A-N. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Check the Paracast out on Facebook. Check out our branded merchandise at theparacast.shop or theparacast.store. For that matter, we also have the premium package, the Paracast Plus, where Bernard will be back with a few questions I want to ask him back to the UFO universe. Coming up on that, to subscribe to the Paracast Plus where you get this show free of the network ads, go to the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus, P-L-U-S. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, to get a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime subscriptions. You got to check it out, the Paracast.plus. Bernard Beichmann, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. A pleasure talking to both of you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.